I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. He scored more than 13 points tonight. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So you actually fell asleep during this game, didn't you? I legit fell asleep during the Super Bowl for the first time in probably my entire life. <laughs> uh, something. Well, you joined my son uh, because uh, I was like, oh, this is my six-month-old son. Yes, I'm like, his first Super Bowl. And I held him, and we watched, and then he was out in the first half. And he didn't even get to see halftime, that great performance at halftime. God, what a terrible – What a t- <laughs> I, I am obtuse about the SpongeBob reference. <laughs> I would have just rather had them do the whole entire SpongeBob video, the whole Sweet Victory song, instead of just, like, tease it and not even include the song at all. Yeah, I – I always have weird feelings about the Super Bowl performances because I, it's the most criticized performance in, like in the world. Because if you don't hit it 100%, and I feel like Bruno Mars was as close to 100% you could. God, if God. you don't hit that thing 100%, then you're getting crucified. And do I think it was as bad as what people were saying? No, but I don't think it was very good at all. So um, It just wasn't know. interesting. Yeah. There just wasn't anything it was. to it. Like, Right after it, my block. wife goes, I want to go back and watch the Gaga one again. And so I was like, okay. Well, I looked it up on YouTube. And we found it. And we watched it. And uh, she, like, you know, remember she was jumping off of stuff and she was like flying around and doing different things. And then she did a soft song with piano. And, you know, she had dynamics to it. Yeah. This, this Maroon 5 one didn't have any dynamics to it, I felt like, at all. It I'd was, rather All right, this Bradley. guy is singing. And, oh, now this guy's pretending to play guitar. And now this guy's over here doing this. And Bradley Cooper and Gaga. That would have been better. <laughs> they just did a halftime show. You know, it'd be better if we just did like throughout Luca and Porzingis out there, and they just did pick and pops for the whole halftime. <laughs> pick and pops. All right. So wait, I have one football question for you. Who who's the greatest player of all time? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Oh, I don't really care. Probably Tom Brady. You think most people would say Tom Brady, though, right? Yeah. Wow. You know what's crazy? Why would they say Tom Brady? Because he's been doing it for longer and he's has more championships and he's got six rings that's crazy right it's a lot yeah that's why mj is the greatest of all time it's not lebron people all <laughs> right there's a reason why everybody right now is saying he's is the bill goat. russell Bra- is bill russell brady's, better no than- listen brady's the goat even lebron tweeted out and said six rings brady's the goat baby i'm like thank you there's a reason why people are not saying aaron Rodgers is the goat right now well, he just had, gotta, he just missed the playoffs. That doesn't help you gotta in have, his conversation. You gotta have right titles. Now. You he gotta really have, have the juice. You gotta have titles. You gotta. You can't. I mean, it's not even a. It's not even a conversation. The LeBron and MJ thing. It's Michael Jordan all day, every day. LeBron, at, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, but it, is it all day, every day, and then twice on Sunday, Isaac? That's what I want to know. I think it's three times on Sunday. Ooh, triple header. <laughs> I, anyway, you don't have to convince me. I'm with you. I still think he's the best. I've just seen so much tonight after the game of like, 
oh my gosh, he has six Ram Mike. But I thought rings didn't matter to some of y'all people. That's what y'all throw out in this whole Jordan LeBron debate. And I'm like, the thing no, is, there's just so many people matter. that it's not all the same people. Sometimes we think it's the same people, but it's not. There's just too many people at this point. No, no, no. You're too popular, yeah. Isaac. You have too many followers. No, 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 no. I don't actually. I don't follow enough people. I'm very selective on who I follow. I follow like 600 people. <laughs> that is very selective. I follow like four times more than that. But I follow a, a wide variety of different viewpoints. Because okay, we're way, we're way, we're way into the into this now. We're four and minutes the, the in. The Super Bowl is not interesting enough for us to spend four minutes. No, it sucked. All right, so today what we're getting into is we're gonna have a tanking conversation because that does seem to be something that that is going on um, <sighs> in the interwebs right now, talking about the Mavericks, especially it's with Porzingis being out for the season. We talked about that yesterday. We we reacted to that. We're gonna break that down a little bit more today, and then. We're going to maybe have a, a short conversation about the starting five. And then uh, since this is trade deadline week, I mean, it has already kind of happened. Obviously, we went through our whole trade deadline week, but the trade deadline is Thursday. It is February 7th, the same day as the All-Star Draft. That's going to be an awesome day. I'm very excited for it. And so we're just going to throw out some names and say, hey, where do you think Anthony Davis is going to be? Where do you think Kyrie is going to be? Mark, Mike Conley, Marcus Gasol, guys like that. We're going to start throwing names out, and we're going to go through all that. So, But before we get to that, Isaac... The Mavericks introductory press conference for the new Mavs is today, Monday. It's going to be in the afternoon. I think it's 1.30 Central Time. And so uh, what are you looking forward to? What kinds of questions are you looking uh, – what, what kinds of questions do you think we're going to, are going to be asked? Let's just throw some out and see if we can, we can nail any of these because I feel like we're, we're pretty good at this. Yeah, so, so all four players are going to be at the press conference, Mark Cube and Donnie Nelson, Rick Carlisle also – and uh, they actually get to practice. They're practicing tomorrow morning uh, at the AAC or on Monday morning. So these new guys, um, Tim Hardaway and them, that are going to be suiting up uh, this coming week on Wednesday at home, be their first game. Uh, they'll be they'll get to practice. But Tim yeah, Hardaway's I mean, going I, for forty. I'm calling it. <laughs> He's my uh, new favorite of the of the four. Tim Hardaway Jr. That's my guy. I've adopted him already before he even suits up. <laughs> um. I mean, I think the obvious excitement would be around Porzingis. Um, just the questions I, I want to hear. I think mainly, you know, somebody's going to ask, ask directly, do you think Dallas is home? And I, I want to see how he answers that of, will he address it as, hey, I really like you here. I think I would want to stay here. How blunt will he be with that? Or will he leave it? Do you remember? What? Do you remember when Dennis was asked this during his rookie press conference? He was asked something about this. Like, have you been to Dallas, or is Dallas? You know, do you think Dallas can be a home for you? And he said, "I've been here once before, but I never left the arena. I was at a tournament over in Fort Worth." We were all like, "Uh, <laughs> first of all, that's not Dallas. And second of all, if you didn't yes. leave, it doesn't really count." But he was like, "Yeah, I've been here. I've been here before." <laughs> it's like I've been here. Um, now, now with yeah, I mean, I, I want to hear how he answers like his future type of stuff because that's going to be a major conversation. Yeah, and if he leaves it open, you know, as far as oh, I just want to see how it works out here, and then we'll revisit it, you know, this summer or whatever it yeah, is. That someone's you know. going to ask him about his qualifying offer. I bet. Yes, um, and then obviously the injury stuff. The, I think yeah. that's I, could I'm you more play curious right now. Could you suit up right now? Something like that. Yes, I'm more curious about that more than anything, of how he answers that, how his rehab's been going, how the past year has been going, um, and all that stuff. I'm sure the Nick stuff will get brought up, of you know the, his relationship with the front office and, and all that. So, yeah, he's going to get a ton of questions, and, and I'm looking all forward to that. 
Speaking of his relationship with the front office, so I saw a bunch of people tweet this out today. There was a graphic from the Knicks game on Sunday. Unbelievable. Um, the Knicks are broadcast on the MSG network, which is the Madison Square Garden network, which means it's owned by the team. Which means this no is way. like this is essentially like Mavs.com doing this, right? Mm, yeah, kind of. Kind of like that. If if you know if they had you know if they were owned by the same company as Fox Sports Southwest, kind of if they were where they worked together like that. The graphic had Kristaps Porzingis, and then the information next to it drafted fourth overall in 2015 draft, and in 2015 16, 14.3 points in his rookie season, which is a random year to bring out, and his lowest points per game of his three years. Yes, he played there. Uh, the next item was skipped exit meeting with front office after 2016 17 season. Why you put that on a graphic, man? Bro? That's, that's, the next that's one cold. said last season, 22.7 points. First all-star selection, tore ACL February 6, 2018. Played in 186 of possible 296 career games with New York. That, that those are That's all the information that was put on the graphic when they were talking about Porzingis. What a loaded graphic. Now, th- this was... This stuff has been going on with them for a while. This is this wasn't uh, just a meeting thing, and, and him just walking in and just catching them by surprise of saying, "Oh, I, I'm not too happy with everything going." No, like this this had been transpiring over a course of time, so it's not a yeah. In um, anyway, that's the a truth will come out, Isaac. <laughs> the truth will come out according to uh, KP's. Um, um, okay, so for, back to the press conference. I'm looking forward to someone asking Tim Hardaway Jr. about his dad playing for Dallas, if he remembers that or if he... Yes, oh, that is for sure getting asked. He was old enough then, right? Because I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Wasn't, Dirk was playing, so it must have been like 2000, something like that. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure Dwayne, Dwayne Price tweeted out and said that Dwayne's son played with Tim Hardaway Jr. in Dallas in like a Little League, like league or something. Oh, my gosh. Wait, like, Dwayne Dwayne Price's son? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, something along those lines. But I'll have to ask Dwayne about it tomorrow. Oh wait, wait. Um, I got it exactly. Okay, two thousand one, two thousand two is when um Tim Hardaway played in in Dallas. That means Tim Hardaway Jr., who was born in Efforting. Oh, he's the same age as me. So he was he was uh ten years old. He was ten wow. years old when his dad played in Dallas. So he's gotta remember something. That'll be funny. He's he's for he's absolutely getting asked about that. <laughs> Courtney Lee and Trey Burke will be asked no questions. I bet. Gosh, I have no clue what they'll be <laughs> asked at all. Somebody will ask him a question just to be polite or something. Yeah, they'll ask Courtney Lee if he's healthy because he's been kind of a he's been scratched off the, the rotation several times in New York. Somebody asked him yeah. that. Someone will ask Trey Burke a random college question about Michigan. I bet. Or Tim Hardaway, too. Two Michigan guys. Yeah, two Michigan guys coming in. So, All right, that's the press conference. We also, uh, on Sunday, had the debut of Dennis Jr., uh, DeAndre Jordan, and Wes Matthews for the Knicks. Oh, snap. I forgot about that. It looked a little weird. It looked a little weird. Dennis finished with eight points. He's, Dennis and DeAndre both started. Dennis finished with eight points, three boards, six assists, a steal, and a block. DeAndre finished with a double-double, 12-12. and 12. They started alongside Damian Dotson, Noah Vonley, and Kevin Knox. <laughs> Damian Dotson started over Wes? Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. But Damian Dotson only played 19 minutes, and Wes Matthews played 28 minutes. So Sweet. Did Wes shoot any threes? Wes did shoot threes. Wes shot one for seven from three. Oh, man. 
Okay. Uh, did you That's happen all. to see Fizdale's quote about DeAndre anchoring the defense? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Did you have it in front of you? Uh, I do not have it in front of me. It was a... <laughs> Oh gosh, what what a classic uh, quote from th- this was the um, prime example of a tweet in which somebody says, <laughs> "You ready? Hey, sh- should we tell them?" <laughs> okay, this is from Alan Hahn. Fizdale says the goal is to build a quote top five defense with the Knicks. <laughs> First of all, lol, <laughs> and that's why Jordan will play and Ennis Cantor won't. Oh, is that why Jordan will play and <laughs> Ennis Cantor won't? <laughs> quote. If anybody can build us a defense, it's DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> oh man. I just Are I we... just want to send them like just league pass just hey, watch this game. Watch this game. Watch this game. Um Oh my god. I yeah, I don't want to go down that road too much, but uh, it you you can we can all collectively laugh at that at that statement about his yes tail. yeah yeah we will miss things about DeAndre we'll miss things about Dennis and Wes uh, De- DeAndre's defense is not among those things that we will miss if this says anything I will miss DeAndre Jordan's personality more than anything on the court agreed agreed he he is the black Dirk as he's so called himself <laughs> he did call himself that he did call himself that all right let's take a quick break and when we come back let's talk about tanking again. On this podcast. It's deja vu. <laughs> All right, Isaac. So we talked about tanking for a good solid two years, I think, on this podcast. Freaking two years, bro. <laughs> Why are we talking about this again? Why is the fan base trying to bring this conversation back up? I didn't think that this would be a long conversation. Uh, but right now, the Mavericks have about a 10% chance to keep their pick. Oh, my gosh. Stop. 10% what? chance it'll be in the top four. Uh, and the Mavericks Dude, couldn't get the how? fifth pick because of how it works out. How the lottery is going to work out this year. Usually, they pick the top three, and then the rest follow suit after that. This season, it's the top four. And so, the Mavericks could get one through four. And then after that, they couldn't get anything until 11. 11 through 14 is where their pick would land. Okay. This is the bottom of the league right now. New York, Phoenix, Cleveland, Chicago, and Atlanta. Okay. New York through Chicago, those top four, they're pretty much locked in. Impenetrable. Nobody nobody is touching them. Brigade of tanks. Chicago is fourth. uh, I say fourth if we're going opposite standings. Tank standings. Um, Tank standings, they're in fourth place with just 12 wins, okay? The Knicks have 10 wins on the season. They're 10 and 42. They're at that top spot. Okay, then Atlanta's at the five spot at 17 wins, okay? Dallas right now has 24 wins. All right. It's only seven more, Isaac. So here, <laughs> it's a lot of favorite, games left to be played. Seven. My favorite thing right now is when fans try to do this math and they look at it and they say, oh my gosh, that's just seven losses. And then we're right there with Atlanta at the like five. No, the other teams lose while you are losing. So <laughs> we are not going to outlose these other teams. Um, Memphis is probably going to trade Marc Gasol or, and or Mike Conley. They're not going to be surging up the standings, okay? Hey, and how about so, if New Orleans trades Anthony Davis and or Drew Holiday? Yeah, have fun out-tanking that. Um, I, I can understand if you're looking at it and you say, hey, I think we could lose more games than Detroit uh, or maybe even Washington. If they, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't think they will either. 
Orlando's kind of weird. Uh, they they could do anything at the deadline. Yeah. But it's just here's my whole thing with the tanking thing. We went through two two and a half years of uh, really since okay since Dirk's decline when he started going on this decline of who who's going to be our next. Uh, savior who's going to be the next guy we finally get this guy in Luka Doncic Mark Cuban talks about tanking is done they sell season ticket holders and everybody on this whole thing of hey we went through two years of this tanking thing and we're done with it we're done losing all these games buy our season tickets um, come back to the games we're turning the corner you are not going to lose enough games with Luka Doncic on the court and something you're not going to do is shut down Luka Doncic for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay, that that's just and talking about telling your 19 year old superstar if you're playing him and then you want to lose also and saying, hey, I'm going to we're either going to take you off the court and mess up your rotations or we're going to try to set this whole thing up for failure and to where you're going to start losing every game. You know how how much you would have to lose to even be in consideration. And we're not, I mean, they just played the Cavs. We have, like, the Hornets are coming up. That's a very winnable game. Yeah, you got Bucks and Blazers, stuff like that. But, like, you still got the Heat. You got you got the Grizzlies coming up. There's there's the Magic, the Wizards, the Nets isn't a guaranteed win. Like, these are games all over the next month that you're going to have to reach some very deep and dark spots if you're going to tank and lose all these games. And... So we already talked about the impenetrable four. Uh, I also believe that Atlanta is impenetrable as far as losses because as soon as it gets down to it, they're going to you know, ramp up the losses too. They'll shut some guys down. They'll probably make For some sure. trades or have some buyout guys, things like that. Um, Absolutely. Even though John Collins and, and Trey Young are on a tear right now, John Collins specifically, he had a 30-15 game the other night, something like that. Crazy. Uh, but if you think that that five is impenetrable as far as tanking, um, the next closest is Memphis. That would be the sixth. That would be the sixth spot in the lottery. If you get all the way to there, right now the Mavericks have like a ten point two percent chance of keeping their pick where they are right now in the standings. If they get all the way up to where Memphis is right now, and they surpass Memphis in the tank standings, you have a thirty seven point two percent chance to keep your pick. That's it. Thirty seven percent. That's essentially a third. You have a one third percent chance to keep your pick, and that is not good enough to either alienate Luca in this the rest of this time or show this guy that you're trying to sign long term in Borzingis that this is not a you know he already was upset with the Knicks for, for tagging and not showing you know organizational stability uh to do this to that. This we're at the point now where the Mavericks have their two guys. You know? Like they, they yeah. need some some pieces to put around them. Uh, but they need pieces like Maxi and Dorian. They need solid, you know, rotation veteran guys like that who are eventually going to be that once these guys are here for a while. They need guys like that around them uh, because they already have the two stars. This is the Mavericks are not, you know, don't don't get greedy. I guess is the thing. And <laughs> yeah. and I get it. I I get the sexy thought of like, oh yeah. my gosh, oh, Luca Porzingis Zion? and Zion. Like this is so cool. Zion is absolutely incredible. But it's just for for me, it's just not worth it. Like you're four games back from the eighth seed, you're seven games back from um from Atlanta downwards. Like it's and the other teams, there's gonna be more teams fighting to go down than they are up. Yeah. So it, it's just showing what you're just saying. You're trying to turn the corner as a franchise to say, hey, we're we're we want to win, and you want Luka Doncic to have everything on his mind about winning. And you turning, want these young turning guys. the corner is an excellent way to say that. 
Like, and you want like Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi. You want all of these guys and Jalen Brunson in his first year. You want these guys to win. You want Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, to see what a system's like when you are trying to win basketball games instead of his dark. You know those those last you know Atlanta years and these past New York years. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you want these guys to play winning basketball. And for me, I would much rather fight my butt off play winning basketball and barely miss the playoffs instead of benching Luka or trying to suck on purpose and lose as much as game as possible and finish with the ninth best odds. And then we give Atlanta the eighth pick in the draft or the ninth pick in the draft because we wanted to try to lose a bunch of games and bench Luka for the rest of the season. That's just, no, I don't think the team will do that. I don't, I don't even think this is even an option or a conversation yep. and I know the fans are just looking at this and trying to make it a conversation and I just don't even think it is at all like at all I've advocated for tanking in the past and that was a completely different situation the Mavericks did not have foundational pieces <laughs> the Mavericks now have two massive foundational pieces like the the pieces that any franchise would want and are you know wish that they could have right now in Luca and Porzingis and so there's more at stake now for a team to tank at this point of their, you know, life as a franchise than there was two years ago or even last year. Yeah. And it, it's just, and for some people it's saying, hey, no, they could lose and still play Luke and stuff. It, it's not, you, if you want to lose, if if the tank, there is no in-between. If for the fans are saying we should tank, you would have to bench Luka Doncic. And either good luck, for, a, good either luck for the that. games or at some point during the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> for the and you're going to some of these cities for the first time. Can you imagine them going to Cleveland on Saturday night <laughs> and saying, we're, we're either going to set Luka or we're only going to play him like 25 minutes and with all those Slovenian fans and everything and saying, you know what, but we're trying to tank. We're trying to lose and stuff. That's just and, – and look at that. We've talked about the playoff standings. Look at the teams above them. One, if they got in the first round, and we've said this before, even if the Mavericks got in the first round and got swept in the first round as the eighth seed, I am still saying that's so, is awesome experience. Like that is going to do wonders for Luka and these young guys and everything. So look at the guys above them. We've talked about it a thousand times. Like the Lakers are free falling right now. They could get Anthony Davis tomorrow or by the time you listen to this, we don't know. Um, don't get me excited. <laughs> but uh, we've talked about the Clippers some. I think they're a weird team that you can look at because they they get to keep their pick if they if they're in the top fourteen or the bottom fourteen. So they're like the A seed right now, but. They could look at it in a way of like, hey, let's just slip out, keep our pick, and roll into the summer. And then at the like, they're not teams like Houston or these guys right above the Mavericks that you're like, oh man, they got star talent that they could just skyrocket up and make this untouchable. Those four teams above us that. There's scenarios in which you could really battle it out with them for that eight seed, and they're only four games back right now. It's possible. It's definitely possible. They've got some winnable games in front of them. Uh, all right, so let's let's skip the rotation conversation for another day, um, and then a different conversation that I was thinking about having. Uh, let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about um, where some of these guys are going to be going at the trade deadline. All right, Isaac, let's play. Where are he going to be? This is a game we like to play around the trade deadline and free agency where we throw out some names and I'll just say, hey, where are he going to be? Anthony Davis, Isaac, where are he going to be after the trade deadline? He's going to be a Pelican. Ooh. That's what I'm hoping for. 
I just think if you're in New Orleans, you just have to, you, you can't, you just can't do it right now. You have to wait. You have to wait out Boston. You have to, I think there's so much, there is so much stuff going on in the league right now as far as stuff getting out and reporters uh, being used like puppets and agents oh, and that thing it, the other it, night. It's, it's unbelievable. The Lakers Luke thing was ridiculous the other night. And it's so hard because fans, like, and even ourselves, like, trying to read in between the lines of, like, okay, what is true, what is not, what is the motive behind these reports and different things. And, but I, I just, I really think New Orleans will just hold on to him, walk into the summer, and see what happens. Either, okay, I say that or a random team. I don't think he's a Laker by Thursday. I'm calling it. I'm calling the shot. I think he's going to be a Raptor. Oh, see, I like I like something like that. Masai is going to make it happen. He's going to swing for it. He is going to throw both of them on the table, and he is just going for the big swing, the big, massive, huge swing. And uh, and all the Lakers fans are going to be mad, like furiously mad, because the package is not going to look as good as the Lakers package if they gave up all the assets that the Lakers could give up. It's not going to look as Wait. good. And Would you rather have Siakam? And yeah, it's going to be like Siakam, a couple picks. Um, Would you rather have Siakam or Brandon Ingram? I'd rather have Brandon Ingram. He's a guy you can. He's a guy you can design Ooh. an offense around. Hmm. Siakam is not. That's close. He's I, not. Everyone's but. hating so much on Brandon Ingram that he's now. Become I love Brandon un- Ingram. He's now become underrated. I love Brandon. I think he he is the most valuable like asset of the of the Lakers yes. uh, young core but uh did you see the Kia commercial tonight the Kia car commercial in which they made it look like the they had this like slow-mo stuff of the key of Kia's like going through the water and mm-hmm. made it like it was the most like luxury type thing and I'm like Kia views their cars like the Lakers view their young prospects. Like, no, like Lakers fans view their young prospects. Like, yes, that they are so much more valuable than what they actually are. And but I will say I do agree with you. The the Brandon Ingram hate has gone too far, but the Lonzo hate is real and it's understandable. You got a point guard that can't shoot free throws. You got you got a problem. I, it's more than even shooting free throws. He don't even like want to shoot them, right? Well, it's he, he can't. <laughs> he can't, and he refuses. Those are two. Those are two. Those are two problems right there. He, he also to, doesn't go to the rim either, so that's a problem. He needs to talk to DeAndre, and he's like six six. Um, All right, yeah, I would love to see a, a random team come out of nowhere for AD, and that's what happened with Porzingis and the Mavericks. It was not random to us because we had you know talked about Porzingis as like a pipe dream, and um, some people had even called that shot, and now are trying to r- run a victory lap with it. Uh, and I don't know if they should be doing that, but. Um, it was now, not. It was it, not a, as big a surprise to us that the Mavericks came out of nowhere and did that, but it was to pretty much everyone else in the league. Uh, even that that night when who was it? Um, it's going national. It's going national. Windhorse or Woj? <laughs> Windhorse or Woj tweeted, you know, look at look out for these names that are. I think it was Woj tweeted out, look, at, look out for these names that are going to be in the hunt for Kristaps Porzingis. Then all of a sudden it was the Mavericks who were out of seemingly out of nowhere. Um, yeah. All right, where are he going to be? Kyrie, okay to believe in those things. Kyrie Irving. Um, Kyrie, I think I think he'll be a Boston Celtic, but that man, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough for him. Um, yeah, those guys. I I'm still trying to figure out why Kyrie says those things. Why he said those things the other day, he, I don't get. 
He and KD, man, if they get together and go to New York, it is going to be. It's the, happening. You the know The biggest S show ever in the history of media because there's so much media that are clamoring for anything. It's it's like the Lakers thing. The Lakers were so bad for so long that, that, that all that media, there's so much media and so much interest in the Lakers that they're just clamoring for something actually interesting to talk about. And as soon as LeBron gets there, now all this stuff is just aggregated all the time and all this stuff is talked about all the time. The Knicks are the same way. They've been waiting for something interesting and not necessarily all negative to talk about. And Kyrie and KD give all these little, these little like baited little blips of, you know, I don't owe S to anybody or KD with his like little tweets that he likes all the time. Did you see yesterday where he was liking all these tweets talking about his free agency? Go back and look through Anthony Davis's likes uh, on Twitter. It's just the weirdest thing. KD. I'm sorry. You say it. Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant? Oh, no, KD. Sorry, I get my okay, KDs okay. and my ADs confused. I have KD, AD. <laughs> but here's the thing with Kyrie. It, it would be different if Boston, like all of his comments would make completely sense if, for instance, Boston could trade for Anthony Davis right now and they were like hesitant. They're like, oh, well, we don't know if we want to include Tatum or we don't know if we want to include this player. And like they were super hesitant on what they could do to get AD. I would understand those comments completely then because then Kyrie would be given the front office pressure of, hey, you better go trade for him right now or else I might not stay. But what what, what does this do? Like, the, what what does this do for you? Even if you want to go to New York, why why say the stuff that you, you do now? Because... Now it just makes them think about trading you and you don't want to get traded to New York right now because you want to actually play playoff basketball and you don't want them to unload assets to get you. So all you're doing right now is bringing un- unwanted spotlight to your one of the best teams in the league that you're about to try to make a playoff run. It, I just it, it makes no sense to me at all. But oh well. You ready for the last tweet that KD liked? <laughs> KD, Kevin Durant liked this tweet. This is from some random guy named Mo. Kevin Durant, doesn't it feel now that the media actually think they're part of the game? Like they have their own league and that their opinions actually matter and affect what people decide to do, or is it just me? I love that he liked that. <laughs> he That's also amazing. earlier yesterday liked a tweet where somebody said, um, I want to try to find it exactly. LOL, he reads in all caps everything. <laughs> Katie liked it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I think I think Kyrie's still a Celtic. I want to call something yeah. else random, like Pelicans or something. Wouldn't that be crazy if he's <laughs> Kyrie ends up being a Pelican? <laughs> no, yeah, I think he's a Celtic, and they roll with it in the playoffs. Completely agree. Where are he going to be, Mike Conley? Utah Jazz. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, that that was something we speculated. Uh, like, hey man, that would be a. a, a a playoff team that should just swing for it. Like there, you're you're not a free agent destination. You're not a. That's this kind of the same concept of why I think, but a little different. Why I think Portland should swing for Anthony Davis and just say roll with AD and Dame Lillard. They already for two ma- Portland already made their big swing though. They got they got the hood. Stop it. They're in the hood now. <laughs> they, they have Rodney Hood. Um, hey, if, but no, if like, you're gonna give away Stauskas and two draft picks, that you got to get something back. And they and that's a and former Texas legend. Uh, Wade Baldwin, they got him in the trade too. If you're gonna get that in a package, you're getting something back good. 
Cavs have all these random picks now. Um, <laughs> but no, like Utah could throw out, if it's more of a salary dump, they, they could throw out a, a Ricky Rubio favors, expirings, throwing Grayson Allen a pick. And uh, and then you roll with Conley, and I, I like it for them because then you have Mike Conley, Mitchell, Ingles, Gobert. Like, that's a lot of fun. Jay Crowder still. They could be players on the buyout market. Uh, like they did that one year with Joe Johnson. Um, I don't know. If I'm them, I'm swinging for it. You're in the playoffs. You would be – they would be very, very scary. If they got a healthy Mike Conley, that would be a very scary team. Very. I'm going to throw out a random team. I have no feel for this at all. I'm going to throw Minnesota. Doesn't Minnesota That's, feel like if they got a good point guard with Towns, they could be really dangerous? That's true. They could throw some young – I wonder what they could – what would be enticing. What if they gave Wiggins? Like, Ooh, I mean, I think Chris Vernon would die. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chris. Grind City Media would would in the in the best interest of their name grind to a halt. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would like that for Minnesota. That would be cool to actually get Towns uh, a point guard and all that. I would actually like if Milwaukee kind of swung for it too and like put Bledsoe and somebody else. And I like him a lot. That's yeah, like Giannis. But would you rather bet on Bledsoe showing up? In the playoffs, like he didn't last year, or that Mike Conley would actually be healthy in the playoffs. Which if one? Mike Conley's healthy. I would much rather have that. I know, but you have to bet on one of the two. Mike Conley will be healthy, or Eric Bledsoe will show up. Mike Conley. Mike Conley's health. Oof. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's tough. All right, the next the, I think I'd rather have the available player. <laughs> Could Mike Conley still be a Dallas Maverick? Oh maybe no! We'll get out of here. What are they uh, do? Keep trade for, they'd have to trade Barnes and Dwight Powell. All right, let's move on. Where are you going to be, Harrison Barnes? <sighs> I'll just say this. That's your boy, North Two. Carolina. You're, okay, think back to the time where you were in the locker room with your hand on his shoulder, just looking at him, saying how proud you were of him. It wasn't like that. <laughs> saying, hey, if you had signature shoes, I would buy them in, in all colors. I do like his logo. That's you had his jersey sweet. under your jacket. You, you remember that? You were wearing his jersey under under your jacket oh, we saw my with jersey. your press pass no. next to it. No, Harrison's a cool guy. Um, <laughs> Where are you going to be, Isaac? Two two months ago, I would have said absolutely a Dallas Maverick. I'm not as confident as that right oh. now, but I'll still say Dallas Maverick. I'm going to say Sacramento Kings. Why not? Why not? Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Why not? So do you think they'll salary dump him over the next week or the next four days? I don't know if it'll be a dump. I think they'll get something back for him. Okay. Hopefully, it's I like, will say hopefully this. Hopefully, it's Bogdanovich, I, and we can we can continue this European domination. I will say this: I Harrison Martin, like he he's gotten way more hate than he should. You know, I always stand for him, no matter what team he's on. But he's good enough to where that if they wanted to salary dump him, I think they could. Does that make sense? He, yeah, he's not Parsons. He's available. He's playing. Yes. He scores. You know, he does something. He's not. He's not Joakim Noah, who, by the way, got booed in the Garden on Sunday. Oh crap! I didn't know that because he's playing with the the Grizzlies. But he's not Joakim no. Noah. He's not Chandler Parsons. You know, but he is no. a big contract that's bigger than he's probably worth as a player right now. Yeah, but it's just you know the possibility of one more year after this year, and people love him in the locker room. And I mean, anyway. If they wanted to salary dump him, I think they could. It's just I don't think I don't. Well, I just don't. I, you imagine I, yeah, that I the Mavericks trade four fifths of their starting lineup away before the trade deadline in a matter of a week. That'd be absolutely Oof. insane. Yeah, where are he going to be, Marcus? All 
Toronto Raptors. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I, this is. I just. I, I wish they would swing for it and put. Um, yeah, put a couple pieces together. Not all your young guys, but uh, he's a guy that would I think would upgrade your team, but it wouldn't cost you like Siakam. Could you get Mark Gasol? Like Siakam's off the board, but could you get Mark Gasol? Yes, he's essentially still, a salary dump right now. I feel like he's he's still, that he's played that bad this year. Okay, I was wondering I if you could could you get Mark Gasol and not have to give up OG? Yeah, probably. You, I think you can just send some draft picks their way. Not okay. even not even a, maybe a like a fully unprotected first. Because they have Valanciunas, they have. Um, you know they have some salaries to like make it work, and yeah, I think Memphis will. I think Memphis is going to be very considering on where they send Mark Gasol also, that, and uh, yeah, and and I don't like. I think they'll like try to make him happy with that. But I'll say this: I don't think any tanking team's going to be trading for him either way. So it's not like that. But I think if it came down to it, and the offers are similar, and it's like Sacramento and Toronto. And he's like, man, I'd really like to go to Toronto and try to win. I think they would probably lean that way, um, but that's just just taking a wild shot at that. I I'm looking at the trade machine right now, and I completely agree with your take of they're going to try to make Marcus all happy with where he goes. I don't think there's a way they can pull this trade off without something crazy happening. Marcus all to San Antonio to play with his brother. Okay, that would be a lot of fun. I don't think it can happen. I'm just looking at the trade machine, and I just don't see how without trading Mark for Powell, which would be hilarious because that's how Mark ended up in Senate, in uh, Memphis to begin with. He was yeah. traded for for Pau Gasol to the Lakers. Um, I don't know how you can make you could do like Patty Mills and Rudy Gay, but at that point your your depth is kind of lean at that point, and you just have a yeah. bunch of bigs. <laughs> Yeah, but that would be fun. That would be fun to see Mark Powell, Lamarcus. That's your Portland's. Portland's another team I'd watch out for him. I don't know. Nurkic has been pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I forget about Nurkic sometimes. <laughs> what about Houston? I don't, I don't. No. There's just not a route for him. Capella just fits their system way too much, and I don't want him to go to Charlotte. It's yeah, that'd blah. be sad. That would be really yeah. sad. And don't don't do the Drummond Marcus all swap. Please don't do that. Yeah, that's sad too. Where are you gonna be, Drew Holiday? Oh, Drew Hall. I I really think he's gonna be a Pelican also because I think they want to hold on to him past the Anthony Davis thing. And because the Pelicans need like you, you you're gonna keep your team there. Whoever you trade Anthony Davis for, whether it's the Lakers core, whether it's the Boston package or anything, I'm keeping Drew Holiday. I love him as a player. I like him as a guy, and that's a guy that I would just. I would want to have somebody that fans know and have seen him for a while. Yeah. Who cares if you're still paying him? Somebody's got to stay on that video. If Anthony Davis is taking off that introduction <laughs> video, somebody's got to stay on it. He he fits he he fits alongside almost any type of guard. And like you could you yeah. can play him on the ball, you can play him off the ball. If you bring in a, a, like a new young point guard like Alonzo or whoever else it is, like he could play alongside of them. If you bring Jason Tatum in, he could play alongside them. Like I, I would keep him. I think they hold on to him, and I would keep him long term. Actually, also, where are he gonna be? Last one, Nikola Vucevic. Gosh, this one's so hard. I think he does get traded. And I think he'll. I think he will be a Los Angeles Laker. Oh, because I think they'll strike out with AD, and they won't want to throw the season completely away because they have LeBron. 
and they'll do something around Pope and something else rant like it'll be like Pope and Mo Wagner and like two seconds or something like that for 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 Vooch and they'll just roll with it and see what they could do in the playoffs. All right, I got one for you. I'm ready. What if this is the Charlotte move? Well that'd be fun. Yeah. But would Charlotte pay like Malik Monk for somebody like him? I don't know if I would. Yeah, or a future first or something like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting who trades for Vooch if it's a for like the Lakers, it would be probably a, a purely just a rental type of situation that they don't care about giving up two first for basically. Or would it be a team like if Charlotte trades for him, they would want to keep him long term probably and how that would you know work if they could you know whatever that team is they could keep him and stuff. Vooch and Marcus All would theoretically be great Milwaukee additions, but Brooke Lopez is killing it as yeah. a stretch five, so you don't want to like mess up something that's working so well. Even though he doesn't rebound at all, which is kind of hilarious, but he's still very effective. And it's he the- blocks shots. Like he blocks shots and hits threes, but like he don't rebound worth He's the only. I think I haven't put this in a video yet, but he's the only seven footer to average more than thirty minutes a game and less than seven rebounds per game for his career. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> That's there, so, so I have two teams on both sides, both sides of the conferences, in Miami and the Clippers. That I think everybody should just watch out for those two teams. I think the Clippers yes. could make some very surprise. Like if the, if the Clippers traded Gallinari or Tobias Harris over the next four days yeah. i would not be shocked and if miami really just threw out people and if miami traded Dragic over or drag over the next four days uh now it's like now it's, it's all in my in head heads. now it's yeah, in all, yeah. all the tweets from from all of you slovenians and everyone overseas you're in my head you spaniards uh, you're in my head with your uh, tweets about how if, we pronounce names if Miami traded Dragic over the next four days, I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> and that would be a sneaky pickup for somebody because he's been hurt and he's, I really like him as a player. And if somebody swung for him and he came back healthy, that would be a really uh, sneaky pickup. I love all the Slovenians and the Spaniards. And if we have any new Latvian friends, let us know. Tweet us at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris. At lockdown, we had like top. We had somebody tweeted us from Slovenia, and it was a screenshot of like the iTunes charts in Slovenia, and we hit like top ten, like it might be even like top eight. It was like six or seven uh, for uh, like podcast episodes on the iTunes charts for sports podcasts in Slovenia uh, on the Porzingis trade day, and uh, that was really cool to see. And that looked like it looked like I don't know if it was just sports either. It could have been, but. Yeah, we were number six uh, yeah. in Slovenia. Yeah, that was that's crazy. As like a like yeah, for that for that day. So y'all are insane. There's shout like, out to uh, Volkek for that one, by the way. Shout out, bro. Shout out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we've got more shows every day this week. Uh, by the way, I was on Locked On NBA. So if you want to go check out that, I talked with. Um, oh my gosh, I just blanked on his name. I talked with Josh. What's his last Josh name? Josh Lloyd. Josh Lloyd. <laughs> Gosh, I just talked to him today. I talked to Josh Lloyd from from Lockdown Fantasy and Lockdown NBA about the whole Porzingis thing. They also had the other guy, not the guy that was on our show, but the other guy from Lockdown Knicks, and uh, he's very upset too. So if you want to go hear him complain about Porzingis a little more, you can go hear that. So go check that out, and uh, we got a lot of stuff coming. The next podcast will be recapping everything from the press conference. Yeah. So if you don't get to catch the live – the live broadcast of the press conference. We'll be talking all about it with quotes, audio, and everything on our next podcast. So, yeah. Definitely.
Definitely. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace, 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 peace out. Ba-ba-ba-boom. <laughs>